I guess, how are we all feeling? It's been a while. What's happening? Um, I think this is the first time we have all three spoken to each other since Elevate. That's that's probably true. And what's today, Thursday? It's probably been, what, three weeks and two days? It hasn't been a yeah. month yet. So three weeks and two days. That's a long time. It certainly is. I know I went super, super dark. I've had people like emailing me and texting me and like writing me notes on the side like what's wrong are you still alive and uh you know it just has been it was it was a lot i i just i could not dude i would uh like i was like okay i'm gonna just do a linkedin post today you know and then i would just sit over the top of it and feel like i i had nothing to say like just literally nothing and it's a link it, or it's like an Instagram post, right? I mean, this should just be like a picture and a couple lines of text. And like, I couldn't, I like couldn't make it happen. It was like not painful. It just, there was like nothing there. It was like, it was like, I was empty. I guess I don't know how else to describe it other than I've just been empty and I haven't known what to do next. You know, obviously we've had some meetings and whatever, but like it just, it has been a very odd feeling. And then, um, Finally, I guess it was Tuesday. I said I hadn't gotten a haircut either. This is the weird part. The haircut. Oh, I got oh, a new boy. haircut, <laughs> and that's what spurred me to do the video. Like I hadn't gotten my haircut since LV. Like I was straight. You cut your fingernails, Life lessons, people. Cut your Life, yeah. I mean, like Howard Hughes over here and this guy. Seriously, <laughs> I've just been like playing golf and like taking my kids to the pool and like not doing like it just everything was a struggle outside of like just like bumming it hard and then um i shot a 98 on saturday which is terrible and i said to my wife i go i've been playing more golf than i've probably played since i was in my teens and i'm getting worse so i'm not gonna, so i need to stop doing that so that's just making me feel bad i said like i haven't gotten a haircut like i, I haven't posted anything I was like, I'm turning my life around. So I got my hair cut on Tuesday. And then as soon as I got my hair cut, the first thing I did when I get home was record uh, record the latest episode of the show and then got it out this morning. So I feel better now. I'm so glad it's all we about could. the hair. I better go get a haircut. Well, that's, I mean, that's first, the, like... that's, that's the first. Once the personal hygiene starts to go, then we need to have. <laughs> I was still washing. That's the good part. I was still washing. I just wasn't grooming, maybe. That's the way to put it. There was, uh, yeah. I was, neglect I was neglecting my manscaping, let's say. So, Joey, how are you feeling, dude? I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I don't know. I agree with the the empty feeling. That's for sure. Um mm -hmm definitely at some point it's just like man what do you what do you do how do you you know what what uh what does that look like and uh and i mean what do you i mean i guess i don't know what do you guys think like because you walk away from something like that and you know it's, it's now been three weeks and and i think you know i think it had a pretty big impact on a lot of people and obviously it had a big impact on us uh i think it gave them the reverse effect of what it has given us which is interesting um but i mean just what's like outside of playing a lot of golf terribly. What, I mean, what, what came out of elevate for you guys? Oh, wow. That's a big question because I feel like 
you know, I'll be honest, I was so nervous to get on stage and do the presentation that I did because I shared some stories that were pretty personal and I've never done that before on stage. So it was like, it was risky, you know, it was, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I was like, well, people are either going to hate this or they're going to love it, but there's not going to really be like a, yeah, that was pretty good, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I think just get, getting up there and, and telling those stories. And I think for me, one of the big, like I've trying to, I've been trying to sort through, um, my thing, you know, like what is the, what is the one thing I've been reading this book called the one thing, uh, by the guy who founded and runs and owns Keller Williams Realty, which is like one of the biggest realty firms in America. And it's a great book. It boiled down. It's just like, you got to have a thing that you do. What's the thing? Make sure that all the little things that you do add up to the big thing. Like it's just, it's pretty, I mean, there's more to it than that, but, um, and I've been, I've just been like, I was really mulling on that before Elevate. Like what's the one thing? Um, because I just, I feel like, you know, I was, I majored in politics. I worked in an insurance agency. I then went into marketing. I just, I feel like my, like I just didn't have a direction. And I think, standing on that stage and just taking ownership over like my stories and being able to share them in a, in a way that I hope uh, inspired other people to own their own stories was so, it just was all of a sudden, like all the pieces came together. And I was like, you know, I think a lot of people believe or think like I do video because I love the video part of it, which I do love video. And I love the tech side and the geeky side and the transitions and the lighting and the lenses and all that stuff. But more than that, I love being able to understand other people's stories and give them the confidence that like their story is so amazing. Like, I think it's so easy for, you know, it's like, Oh, I just sell insurance, you know, and we just, it's so easy to like devalue what we do every day because we're in it. And it's really an amazing thing. I mean, to, to be able to protect somebody like that and just the experiences that so many people in, at Elevate have had, to, to give them that, like, fire to be like, dude, this is awesome. Like, you need to – don't just say you do insurance. Like, freaking say you do insurance, like, right? Um, I don't know. I, that, that, to me, was, I think, the biggest thing. Sorry, I totally monologued there, <laughs> but – what about you guys? What about you guys? I was going to say good luck following that, Ryan. It's all yours, man. Um, what did I – I would say that, um, uh, you know, I I don't know. I'd love to say that I learned some big life lesson. <laughs> I, I don't know that I did. Um, maybe I did. I, I definitely glean, uh, gained some clarity on – and maybe it's pretty similar to Sid. I, I think – I think some of I think some of it was clarity on the value that I wanted to add and the depth in which I was willing to go to to deliver it um if that makes sense um you know elevate was elevate 2017 was an amazing experience 2018 was even deeper and richer for me personally um, but I think we can do more. I think there's far, I think, that, I think there's, I think we've, we're just starting to scratch the surface of what's possible. 
I think that for so many people, for so many, for so long, conferences and conventions were felt like a necessary evil. And I, you know, I, I don't know that we have some special formula um, outside of like, we just really want our attendees to have a good time. You know, like I want them to leave overwhelmed and excited and filled with energy. Like I hope the reason that I left empty means that they left full. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's the point. Um, and, and, and just better understanding the types of people that, um, that are able to give of themselves to, to a scenario like that. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I think we went, I think we had 27 speakers uh, with the panel. It was probably just over 30. Um, and I don't think we missed on one of them. I mean, I think absolutely positive. I mean, looking at the feedback, um, you know, I think the feedback from the speakers was tremendous. Um you know, different people took different things away from different presentations, but nobody, there were zero bombs. There were zero C's, um, you know, and really it was all A's. There were a couple people who went off of their description and that was really the only negative feedback we got from any of the content, you know, was I was expecting X got Y, Y was awesome, but I was kind of expecting X. I mean, that was literally, and there were two or three of those, which isn't a big deal because the people, everyone in the context of those comments was still that the presentation was great. It just wasn't what they expected. So, you know, I think understanding that, understanding um, the work that it takes to put on a great conference, getting a better feel for the economics of the conference. Um, how do we make this something that can't be taken away from us? You know, um, how do we make this something that that is sustainable, that will continue to build new relationships, that will continue to add value to people's lives. I, you know, I'm, I'm in that, we're in a place now where it's, it's okay. So we've done 2018 and that was great. You know, how is, how is a 2019 conference better? Like, what does that look like? And, and is better the point? Um, what, you know, what is the point? Is it, is it, is it deeper connections? Is it better content? Is it, is it more diverse content? Is it more focused content? I mean, these are all the questions that run through my head. But, um, you know, what became very clear, and this is a very, now I'm monologuing, is um, what became very clear to me is that I will never be able to give up doing that. Um, it, was, it was very rewarding and, uh, for me personally. And, um, you know, I, I'll never be able to give up doing that. So... I guess you could say I'm in the conference business now. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of love it. So yeah, no, that's, that's probably it. I don't know. I mean, I told you guys before we started that we were just going to hit record and it was going to happen. So, I mean, between you and Sydney, we're already at 13 minutes. So um, <laughs> pretty easy. I think, uh, you know, the one thing that I, I, I mean, I kind of knew it, but I guess I didn't really know it. And it was the, exactly how much it meant to people kind of feeling that I got um, to, to meet up. Right. To like, and we talked about, we don't know what that secret formula is. And I think um, 
I think it's just we've we've already attracted the right people before the conference, right? Like the people, it's not the people that have been assigned to us. It's not the, it's not the people that are obliged to us in any way. It's people that have chose to be here, um, and 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 the fact that they that this served for them as some sort of kind of life life altering catapult to like kind of you know relationships and friendships that will pursue throughout their you know entire career and life maybe. Uh, you know, that, that was, that was crazy to me, like just what it meant for those people to kind of come together. And I think that maybe, you know, you're saying better, worse or whatever. It's, I think having more people feel that next time, it's just, how do you get in on that? you know, it's like, how do we, how do we engage multiple, multiple kind of groups of people and, and say, Hey, listen, you know, you're new here. This is what you do or something like that. But it was just, that was a little overwhelming. And just, I think, I don't know if you guys experienced, but just the impact and just the gratitude that everybody had towards us for, for the stuff. And that was, that was a little too much. I haven't really been able to fully express that into words, but um, I'll try to do better next time, I think. No, I feel you on the gratitude part. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, it was it was definitely overwhelming and, um, but also like completely electrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe, I, I, I don't know. It's tough to put into words. I think, you know, I, I have so many ideas on ways that we can deepen and enrich in the community. And, you know, uh, I had a bunch of people, you know, it's, it's really funny. Um, once you let people into a club, so, so the funny thing is everybody wants to be part of the secret club. <laughs> and once they're part of the secret club, they don't want anyone else to be part of the secret club, yeah. right? It's a really odd part of human nature is that, um, you know, after 2017, I had a bunch of people either, you know, contact me afterwards or reach out to, or even talk to me during the conference. You know, I'm really worried about this getting bigger. You know, this is so great. And that was 300 people, right? So this year we had 670 people and I had same exact thing happen. This is great, but geez, I really worry about it getting too big. And, you know, and, and I can appreciate that opinion because what they're saying is I love to be able to talk to people. I love to be able to meet people and spend time and the intimacy matters to me. But I also think that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do. Like, so say I say 2018 or 2019, uh, we're capped at 650 people again, right? And there's always an overflow. And, and that's how we got to 670 was because there's overflow. Um, so let's say we do that again. Well, who says that 651 can't come because they just hit a button too late, right? Like we sold out 53 days before the event. We had 650 registrations. So so basically what we're saying is whoever's first gets in and everyone else like go pound sand. I don't know. That's a really hard concept for me. Like I, f- I want to be able to enable the, the, the experience for as many people as is as possible. I feel like to do anything less is is going against what the mission of our work is to begin with, which is inclusion and and expression and camaraderie and community. And um, I think there are ways that we can keep the intimacy um, alongside a larger group of people. Because um, trust me, making it a larger conference, like it's not a revenue play. <laughs> It's, it's more work. It's more stress. Um, any money that we may make is not worth the stress and the work. Um, it's just because I feel like if somehow some agent that got locked out last year because a conference sold out so early wants to come this year, but whatever they, 
their boss or doesn't isn't going to give them permission until 30 days out. So they miss the conference again. I feel like I feel like we're missing our mark on what our mission is if we do that. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, even like you think 650 people, it just seems like kind of what you were saying before, we're barely tapping the surface. Like 350 seems I like it's a lot of people. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like it's not a lot of people. Cause having 350 people in a room, you're like, Oh wow, this is a lot of bodies. Um, and even 650, like just looking at that room before they even set it up and put all the chairs in there, I was like, this room is massive. <laughs> and then all the people got in there and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But thinking in context of the opportunity all the people we haven't reached yet. I mean, it feels like, oh man, it just, it feels like it could be, it could, there's so much more. So yeah, with you a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, I think there's more, I think there's more work to do. I think we have to get uh, as a group better at, at crafting. Uh, I think, I think as an editorial, from an editorial standpoint, I think, that are that we're very good at coming up with content but i think i think there's a narrative i think we 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 are operating at less than full capacity because we don't have an editorial narrative to what we're doing and i don't mean planned you know bs kind of like oh you know i have to write about video marketing today i mean just understanding the concepts that are the most important to our audience and really drilling in on them and having planned and dis- and sustained content campaigns if that's the way to say it it probably is not around topics that help that really help drive forward uh, our audience and what's and what's bothering them you know I, I think we certainly from the beginning have never said that we had all the answers and we don't and never will but I do think what makes, uh, our team special is the ability to find who does. And as you said, Sid, tell that story and share it with a larger group. And um, I think moving forward and into 2019, I want to become much more um, intentional about that because I feel like we can just take it even further and help more people and, and bring more of the amazing people we already have in our community, pull their stories out and help them tell those stories and and make more connections. Um, I just want to be more intentional, I guess. Yeah, it's funny because I was reading the uh, – actually, Joey sent this article to everybody. Um, and, I, dude, I don't even know how you found that. You're like an online wizard. Uh, Massachusetts, there's an agent in Massachusetts that wrote about Elevate. And it's I think it was – It wasn't a magic trick, but sorry. Oh, well, now I feel like a dope. Well, no. anyways, no. so – so uh, great article though, and it was written. It was written about the agent. So the agent was in. I mean, there were sections in there that he wrote himself, but it was just a really incredible summary of the experience. And um, one of the things that he explained that just really made an impact on him was, he, as much as he loved hearing the diversity of speakers, he really took to heart what other agents said. Right, because he's looking at them and thinking like, hey, they're in my shoes and they've achieved X, Y, Z. So I want to be able to, you know, achieve it as well. Um, and he's probably a very successful agent, 
but there's always something else that you can learn, right? There's always something that someone else is doing a little bit differently. And uh, Alex DePazzo actually made this comment during the uh, mastermind session at Elevate. He said, you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not just an insurance agency, like, and we're not just insurance agencies. We're all small business men and women who happen to sell insurance. And that's why we're all so different. And there's just so much, you know, I think in an age where, you know, it used to be like, I could just go sit in my dad's office and say, dad, like, how do you run your business? And he would, you know, all of the knowledge was like inside his, his noggin, you know, he just kind of kept it all in there and then he would like release it to me when I entered it through, walked through his office doors. Um, but in an age where we can share information as just so efficiently and pervasively um, and deeply it, with video and with blogging and, and you know, written word and, and audio, it's like, wow, how do we start releasing more of that knowledge into the insurance ecosphere, you know, and like, that's what agents love is when they get to hear from other agents. And it's like, how do we do that in a more structured way? Like, how do we, how do we figure out what they really want to hear and who it is that really wants to hear it? And then how to deliver it to them best. Like that is, that is, oh yeah, it's good stuff. You know, I, so I have, so I, I completely appreciate and agree with um, the take from um, the agent, I can't, can't remember the name of the agent that Scott, you're talking about, but um, something. Scott, yeah. So, um, and and I completely got that. And I and I here's here's one. This is a minor, very minor. I'll I'll say beef, but it's probably even too strong. I feel like too often, as in in our industry, we like if it's not you know if an agent isn't doing it, then you know. We, you know, we don't, we don't want to even want to think about it. Like they don't understand our business. And then somebody like GNN insurance pops up and you're like, Oh my God, look what they're doing. And it's like, guys, where do you think that GNN got the idea to do what they're doing today? They looked outside of our industry at what other people were doing. And like, we can do that too. So I, you know, it's like, I get that, but I wish that I wish we could also break the, like we definitely have to tell more agent stories and agent stories are great and I'm all for it. hundred percent. We have to, it, it's, 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 it makes sense. But at the same time, I wish our industry would also open their minds up to like what's happening outside the industry too, because at both years agents always get the top speaker um, rating, which I, which I'm hundred percent cool with. It's, it's all good. And we have some incredible speakers in our industry. It's all good. I just, hope that we keep our minds open to the fact that, uh, you know, James Altucher has this, uh, this concept that he calls idea sex, right? So you take one idea from over here and another di- idea from over here, and those ideas have sex and they have an idea baby. And that idea baby is the, com- is the mix up of these two ideas. So like you have an insurance thing and then you take a thing over here from real estate or banking or whatever. And then, you know, those two things have sex with each other. And then the baby is some really cool, unique thing down here. And I just hope that we open our minds a little bit more to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I think there's a sense of like, and I'm 100% with you on that. I I do think there's a sense of like, um, when you see somebody else in your industry doing it, it's like, 
it's like your your uh your brother starts doing something first right like your yeah. like your sibling is like riding their bike first and you're like oh like they can't do it first like i gotta go beat them you know so th- i think it brings a, le- a like a level of urgency to their action like oh well wait other people in my industry are doing this like i have to do it too um but yeah i mean i, I i'm 100 percent with you that if, if we're defining ourselves as not just insurance agencies and we're small business men and women who happen to sell insurance, then we should be looking at other small business men and women who happen to sell other things and see what they're doing differently. So. Yeah, I completely. Yeah. How do we, Joey. how do we, this might be a destructive question. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Lay it on us. No. I, how do we, how do we, how do we help facilitate and kind of turn their heads outside the industry? I think that, um, so I, so I have a thought on that. I think that as distributors of information, right. Or contextualizers or whatever the hell you want to call us, we have to be more diligent in pulling in those things and hone our skills in filtering and, and putting an insurance filter on these ideas from outside the industry. So when you just throw an idea from the real estate industry at the insurance industry, sometimes it can be confusing how that concept is applied to the insurance industry, right? Different product, different business model, you know, yada, 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 the different, different um, employee structures, different ownership structures, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, they have a more visual product. They have no, uh, there's no uh, ongoing um, commission. There's no, you know, so retention is an odd thing in real estate, right? So, you, you, but many times the ideas in another industry can be applied as we've talked about. So I think we have to get better at and, and, and just continue to refine is probably a better way to put it. Our ability to take these concepts and put them and, and push them through a filter of the insurance industry and say, okay, yes, there is no renewal income in real estate, but if you can do X, Y, Z, you know, it could be applied this way. And maybe that's a tactic that you could implement and try that could help you with your retention rate long-term or something. Right. So it's, it's very much trying to be, you know, not say this is something you absolutely have to do because it, you know, I, I don't, I don't, think preaching is ever the answer. I think it's presenting ideas from other places through the filter of insurance in a way that someone could say, if it makes sense to them, they could pluck that idea and stick it in their agency and give it a try. Um, it's not always easy, but and, and it's also the, the repetition of it, right? So bringing ideas back that you see working over and over and over again. This is another reason that I brought up the being intentional with how we create our content. I know for sure when I look back at, at 2018 and 27 and really just maybe maybe using Elevate as the as a yearly marker um, over the last year from 2017 to 2018, we've had some really, really great pieces of content and concepts and ideas that we've pushed, but we probably have not pushed them enough. And what I mean by that is we come up with a great concept, we publish a blog post on it, and then we come up with a new concept the next week. And... That is just not how you sink ideas into people's brains. Um, and it's, it, you know, not being obnoxious with repetition, but being, again, I use the word for probably way too much, being more intentional in how we 
and, and the ideas that we think have true merit, being intentional and bringing them back over and over and over again so that uh, our audience can see them from different angles and maybe find, you know, maybe coming at it from this angle doesn't really make sense for me, but coming at it from this other angle over here, oh my gosh, like, you know, I have the perfect person in my office to do that thing. Like we could do that. So I, I think it's, it's, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, I, th I, th yeah, I think because uh, it is hard to come up with, you know, a bunch of different ideas, right? And then where do you draw the line of when is somebody going to get sick of you hearing? I think, I think we pushed it. I think we definitely explored the limits of that threshold when we got on the whole video kick in early, um, early 2018. Um, as that was, you know, a pretty heavy topic that we covered extensively. And so I think maybe probably to the point we have to have, I think we know we're pushing it when we have somebody say, dude, enough. Like that's probably when we know we've probably covered it. <laughs> Did somebody say that? Uh, I heard that. You didn't hear that? I heard that a little bit, like around March-ish maybe, or February. I don't know. Felt like it. People were like, hey, all right. You I probably get more of that feedback than I do. I, I did not. But that, that um, it makes sense. We did talk about video a lot. I don't know. I will say personally, I don't know that I talked about video as much as I just did video more. No. Um, Just feels like a fun way. And, you know, I get to... I get to inject all my, you know, trip hop slash gangster rap into my content, which it makes it really hard for me to write blog posts now because the gangster rap that I have going along as a soundtrack to the to the blog post, it's tough for me to share that in a text-based post. So by the way, I did my cold shower today to the Prince Ali remix at the end of today's vlog uh, twice. Oh my God, that's amazing. So it's th <laughs> three minutes and 40 seconds of cold shower to that song. I just looped uh, it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, oh, can that be, could we just have like, that be like a regular tweet of yours? Like my cold shower soundtrack was. <laughs> Hashtag in the shower. Yeah. All, Prince shower Ali tag. in the shower. <laughs> as soon as I found that track, it was like, it just like, I spend half my, t like half my production time on my videos is looking for songs. Uh, yeah. That's, that's literally half my time. I don't know about you guys, but like, like when I'm up at night and I'm like winding down for the day, like I'll be watching some stupid show, just like kind of letting my brain relax. And at the same time, I'll be on the computer, like just hammering band camp for new tracks. Oh, That's dude. Yeah. I, Sometimes I'll go through. Oh, go ahead, dude. I was I had nothing productive to say. Go ahead, Sydney. Well, I was to say sometimes. I don't believe that. But sometimes I'll, I'll start listening to stuff and I'll go through like five different platforms. Like I'll go through, you know, Artlist, Bandcamp, um, uh, Epidemic, uh, SoundCloud. And I'm like, oh, like why can't I find anything? Like, and it's not till you just, but then you hear it, you know, and after like 37 minutes and 26 seconds of pain, you're like, wow, this is the best thing ever. And you completely forget about the 37 minutes you just went through. And then you like somehow, it just like erases all of the pain that you, because you find yeah. that song, it's like, it's gold. I mean, and, it's good stuff. And, and we, we, we were talking about video when we tried not to talk about video. But um, so one, your band camp skills 
I can't, I, you'll have to explain those to me because I just, I can't do it. Like I'm so terrible at it and it makes me feel like I'm missing out on something greater in life. Yeah, dude, you do have some kind of ridiculous. I don't, I don't know skills. where they came from. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I kind of feel like he's paying someone to do it. Like he's got like There's a band camp, there is something. like ninja <laughs> that he like sense. pays on the side. Right. Like, I've, 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 I've wasted more of my life in there than I care to admit. And I've come back empty handed every single time. <laughs> well, so I'll tell you this, like I started with David Cutter. That's Casey Neistat's guy. Yeah. And then it just, you know, who, so, so I, I'll tell you how I found, so I have like a group of guys now that I, it, well, there are two of them are women. So I think that's people. the key. You got to go back to the guys, you know, you can use. Yeah. So I sign up for their notifications when they produce new shit. So I always know like the minute they release a new song and I go listen to it and some of them I don't like, and some of them are cool. Like the Prince Ali one, Brock Barrington, like I've used uh, Bar- Barrigan, I think is his name. He, I've used tons of his stuff and and some of his stuff I reuse. So it's not always new songs. And actually the song in the middle of that track, because there's two songs in that track uh, or in that vlog um, is the one that I came out to at Elevate. So that was purposefully done, right? So I pur- his song was a song that I walked out to on stage and then I just re-looped it for the vlog. So so I've used his stuff twice. But then what my trick, here's my Bandcamp sneaky trick, is I look because it's it's a social network too. So I look to see who they're following. Hmm. So if who do they actually follow on the platform? And then I go listen to all their stuff because I'm like, if this is the way they create music, then they probably listen to people that are at least in some way similar. Um, and then I just, you know, some, and then uh, Bandcamp does suggestions. I listen to those. Like if you like David Carter, you listen to this. If you like Joe Kim, Karud or I can't even pronounce half their names, but like, you know, and they're from all over the world. Like one guy's from Africa, one's from France, one's from Seattle, like the people that, you know, and so it's just, I just try to, I just go down these rabbit holes and, and like you said, sometimes you come out with nothing, but like, then I found pro leader and I just love like almost everything he creates. So that just gives you like, there's 40 songs to use right there because basically every song he creates, I can find a use for Cause I just love his style. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's my sneaky, I'm not, that's my sneaky. I'm, I might have to do it. I, I like to keep my, my, my music source and like kind of contain like, cause once, if I start, if I did what Cindy did, I would never publish a video. I would just be listening to music <laughs> all the time. I couldn't do it if I had to jump. So I, I, my, 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 my guy in art list is Ian post that dude puts out some, some good stuff. I've used a lot of his stuff, but I think the challenge for me is I'll have an, a song in mind. But I like it's until I get into like looking at the footage towards like ah, it doesn't really work and like and if I every time I try to make a song work that I thought like I always have to pick the song almost after and I I don't know drives me nuts. So do you have a song list? I've got like a list of like probably forty or fifty that I've just kind of said like yeah someday you know and I'll go yes. through that first and then like if nothing do you hits- categorize them because that's that's so like my I'll I'll have like fresh beat hard drop. Like I have like a category list too. So like I'll put it in there and I'll be like, what do I like about this song? Cause some songs are like slow build. Right. And like, I have this song, shit, what is the name of it? Um, I've, I've used it once I was going to, I was actually, so I, it was actually what I had planned to be the song that I used. Oh man, it's going to kill me. It's by this kid. Hold on, let me pull up Bandcamp. Um, it was a song. So I had this in my head. I've used it before, but it was in kind of like a more discreet way. It was just like 
15 seconds as a runoff at the end of an episode, even though I think the song's amazing. And I've been like, man, I'd really love to use that in a more, I mean, something, something like this by his handle is UKIYO. I have no idea how to say that. Oh, yes. I've totally used, I don't know if I've used some of his stuff, but I know him. Yes. Yeah, so my God, I feel so cool. All of a sudden I'm like, boom, got like Hanley uh, juice right there. What, what? So that's his, that, first of all, the song in general is awesome. Second of all, um, it's, but it's a slow build. It's kind of like, it kind of like starts off slow. And then like, once you get into the song, the song's amazing, but it just, I don't know. So that was what I had in my mind. And yeah. then I just got, I got a notification that Brock had a new, uh, track out or a new it was actually a three three track album um this this prince ali one and as soon as i heard it i was like nope this i i can't this is the best it's aladdin right so um so uh yeah so then that that changed i mean because and that's so i try not to get locked in on a song yeah. and then at some point i'm just like like screw it like whatever like just put a song on there like other times it just i try not to let the song I try not to let the song says the guy who said half his production time is about finding the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, also, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And then sometimes you just go back to some of your favorites, like, 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 uh, so the song that I used, the song that I walked out to at elevate from, for Monday morning. And then also today on the vlog is the celebration song by Brock Berrigan. And it is, it's one of my favorites. The music at Elevate, by the way, was awesome. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't m- sure what to expect, but <laughs> it was, nailed it, dude. Nailed I, it. I got a message from uh, Platinum, the people who put the conference on, that yeah. they like listened to that playlist like in their office. Well, I love that, like, I love that even the guy, I mean, this was true of um, the video crew we hired and Platinum, just for everybody's reference, is uh, they're the the audio specialists, like uh, the the crew that was sitting in the sort of uh, right hand corner in the back of the main room. Yeah. Uh, they put together the stage. They were handling all the videos, and I mean, they were just oh, huge shout out to them. Like they were fantastic, so pro. Um, but like they they came up to me afterwards, and they're like. They're like, oh my God, this was the best conference ever. Like, it, it was amazing. And they're kind of like, yeah, so like, you know, I think you think we're in for next year, right? And the video crew did the same thing to me. And I'm like, okay, when you know you have the audio and video crew like begging to come back next year, like it was probably pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we did a good job with Elevate. It seemed to work. Okay. All right. I'm I, trying uh, to bring it around for full circle there because I know yeah. we got a yeah. 11. Yeah. We we gotta we gotta wrap here in a minute, but um yeah no I think I think Elevate was good I think it uh I think it worked I think uh, I think it was fun and I'm glad people had a good time. Um, next year I have to figure out how not to how not to fall into a deep dark booze golf ridden depression post Elevate <laughs> next year. <laughs> booze is coming out now. That wasn't part of the first story. Well, yeah, you know, Ryan likes his beers. Um, you got to go on the whole 30, dude. Just do it. Just do no, it. I live to, I live to like, I'm, I'm, I'm at like 186. I'm down 24 pounds now from Elevate 2017. So 
I'm pretty good with that. That's, That's pretty I feel, good. I feel very happy with that. I don't need to get any lighter. I don't need to. I, I do. I am. Let me put it this way. I respect the Whole30 diet. And if I ever like completely fell off the wagon, I would probably use it to get back on because I did some research on it and it does look awesome. And I think it's super cool that you did it. I um, I just I kind of already did a version of it to get to where I am. And I just don't want to. I just don't eat much sugar or carbs as it is. Like it wouldn't be that big of a deal to like, and I, then I'd have to give up beer and I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. these sound like, uh, sounds like it's all kind of centered around one thing, but there's like a lot of sort of like, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I, <laughs> when I start hearing your voice go like, ah, you know, then I kind of know like where we're, where we're headed. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Joey, hey, any closing thoughts for us? What do you, is this everything that you hoped that it would be? And so much more. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. All right. Something we can pull together. Yeah. No, well, for those listening, this podcast was supposed to happen like a few days after Elevate. And I was just like, nope. And then it just kind of, but no, this was, I'm glad, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad that we got together and did this and actually doing it three weeks later, I feel like I'm able to put more of it into reference though. It probably, this was very meandering, but uh, a couple days after it, this would have been almost useless. I think it might've been like four (laughs) days. I don't know. Whatever. All right, fine. I, I've noticed served. But yes, thank you guys for coming. I'm glad that we could do it. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys hung out in my hometown and uh, everybody made it back. Yeah, well, Cleveland Cleveland ended up being great. Um, of course. You know, we had great weather, good food. The Hilton was awesome. So yeah, no. The House of Blues was awesome. We didn't even talk about that. People love the House of Blues. I, I ducked out early, but like people were digging the House of Blues, all the dancing and stuff that was going on. It was awesome. Oh, you guys should see the B-roll. Just wait. I can't Just wait. wait. Yeah. Just wait. Which reminds me, both of you guys have now put out Elevate videos. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say The pressure have. is on. The pressure <laughs> is on. You have been slacking on your pimping. Yeah. I have. So I got to get on that to, to be continued. Yeah, exactly. All right. We got another phone call we got on. Joey, thanks for doing this. Everybody who's listening. Um, uh 2019, uh, the conference in 2019, lots to come on it. Um, lots more information. So keep your ears open and, um, and there'll be information coming out and, uh, be there, be square, right? 